Buffalo! Trent, you have to say Buffalo. What are you doing? He's delayed. Not really. That's fake. (laughs) (laughs) You can't mouth it in a podcast. Buffalo! (laughs) All right, Astros in five. Thanks, Trent. Not even Rosie. possible. Not even Not possible. Even possible. It's best of seven. Oh, I, I, I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah. We are coming to you live. I'm leaving all this in, by the way. We are coming to you live immediately following a Rangers victory over the Houston Astros that puts the Rangers up two games to none in the ALCS. The Rangers improved to 7-0 and in the postseason and will come back. It. Dang it. What? Dang it, Andrew. You don't talk about streaks. Ever. You just let it be. At least Austin. Uh, you can talk about this one. We've been talking about it since they were like 3-0 and in the postseason. And right. I think I mentioned it in the... I mentioned it in the Substack post last week. And they've beaten Houston twice since then. So, we're okay. It's I had already mentioned it, so we're fine. But anyways, the Rangers are 2-0... and against Houston coming back home in Arlington on Wednesday night for three straight games to try and close this series out. Uh, It was a bit of a nail biter game where it started off. Like it looked like it was going to get out of hand. Rangers score four runs in the opening inning uh, score, another run in the third. So they're up five to one after three innings. And then just a few, just a couple of solo home runs by the Astros and they score another run in the in the bottom of the eighth, and then we were five to four, or I guess it was was it three home runs? No, it was three straight home runs in um, by the Astros, and it was five to four going to the top of the ninth. Guys, I was nervous. I don't know about y'all, but I I was nervous going into that ninth inning. I was pretty chill. <laughs> you were pretty chill. Yep, pretty chill, man. I'm yeah, chill, I- dude. Wasn't that nervous? But honest, I just Wait. I trusted Leclerc there. Like he, every time he was in that bad situation, he made the next pitch. He looked cool, calm, and collective. Like I was never really that nervous. But I'm not as big of a diehard Rangers fan anymore, so maybe that's why. But I was on the edge of my seat. We ain't even supposed this- to be here, <laughs> or whatever people say. That's true, true, but we are. But we're here now. So go and uh, take Rosie. It. Rosie, how much of this game did you watch? One inning at which work one? on someone else's phone. Yeah, which inning? The fifth. Nice. Good inning. That was a 0-0 contest, so that's some exciting no, baseball. They had... Well, but like they like neither team scored a run in the fifth. Oh, oh. Is what I'm good saying. thing the Astros didn't score a run. Yes. Would have been tied. Um, are we at all surprised at the fact that the Rangers are now up two games to none coming back home? Yeah, I'm pretty surprised. Honestly, was thinking best case scenario was a split. I mean, so, they're juggernaut, the Astros in the postseason. Like, they haven't played well at home this year, under 500. They said that a lot during the broadcast. But in the postseason, you'd expect them to turn around a little bit. But it's really been the pitching. They can't get out of the first three innings with this Rangers team. Like, they just get up real quick, and then they just hold on. That's, I was going to say I'm a little bit surprised, but when I saw all those stats, they were shoving down our throats about the Astros being terrible at home. I guess yeah. I wasn't that surprised. Um, we'll have to see if they – if I mean, it's coming back to Arlington for three games. Rangers win a three-game series. They go to the World Series, and that'll be fun. But I'm still not there, if that makes sense. Elaborate. I'm not – I don't think, I don't know. I don't want to be hurt again. Yeah, that makes you're, sense. You're not. You're not assuming a a, a trip to the World Series. At One this game point. at a time. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not assuming. I mean, they're up two games to nothing. They still got to win two more. Uh, but this mm-hmm. team is a team of streaks. They'll win eight and then lose eight. So. Yeah. Well, okay, so I'm I'm there with you. I'm not I'm not already you know looking at World Series tickets or anything. Um, they still have to win two games against the defending world champions, and I feel like in the playoffs you just ha- it's just literally one game at a time. 
like the task at hand now is you just you win game three because this Astros team is relentless to where all they need is like an ounce of momentum in their favor and things can get out of hand in a hurry. So if Max Scherzer is on the bump in game three and he struggles because it's his first game pitching in a month and gives up some early home runs, we're in the bullpen early, like that's that could be a momentum shifting type event. Uh, but it's, I mean, you just, I don't know. It's hard not to be encouraged on the fact that they go in to Houston. You have Justin Verlander on the mound in game one. He was undefeated in game ones in his postseason career and gets outdueled by Jordan Montgomery. They take that game and then they get off to a great start tonight or today because it was some matinee baseball and they were able to survive some late inning heroics by the Astros. And like you said, Alex, best case scenario was splitting. I when when we went into the series, I wasn't thinking, okay, we're just gonna go, we're gonna go take two games in Houston and we're gonna be gravy. No, like it was like once they stole the first game, I was like, all right, we're good. Like, let's see what we can do in game two. But you've already accomplished what you needed to accomplish in these first two games. So the fact that they're up two games to none, um, it's just it's very surprising. I wanna I wanna say that. You know, Jordan Alvarez is as inevitable as a, as a player can be. I just knew after striking out, after him striking out three times in the game yesterday, he was going to, he was going to respond in some way. Um, the guy that I've been really surprised by is Jose Altuve. He was over five today with two strikeouts. Um, in the game yesterday, I'm going to try to pull that up real quick, but I know he was, did he get one hit maybe in that game? Yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, pull it up. I'm not sure. I don't yeah, think so, though. I don't think so. He's really been a non-factor. Um, Interesting. He used to be really good at home in the playoffs. I don't know what happened. <laughs> he <laughs> was 0 for 3 yesterday with a walk. So, yeah, he's hitless in this series. Um he obviously had that costly base running mistake in the game last night, but <laughs> tiny <legs>. if <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how a guy of his size misses a base that big. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Did you guys see the the side angle view of that play last night? There was like a view from the stands. The reason why Simeon and Young caught it like immediately is Altuve was legit like three feet away from the bag. When he turned around to run back, he wasn't even close to it. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how a guy does that. Um, all right. Before we move on from the Rangers, what is our, cause we're not, we're not assuming anything at this point, but what's our confidence level at going into the game, going into game three that they can do it. They need to do the close this series out. Give me a percentage. A percentage. Yeah. A percentage that they win. Like that yeah, they win the, that they win the ALCS. Yes. 55. 75. 85. 88%. Trent, was, your answer was 75 as well? Rosie's was 55. Mine was 75. Oh, oh, I thought Rosie's. Okay. So 55, 75, and you said 88, Alex? Yep. In the bag. Rangers and five. I like Ooh. it. I like it. Raiders in four. Don't even give them a game. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say eight. I'll say eighty percent. Um, I think that confidence level goes down a pretty good amount if they lose game three. Disagree. Um, you don't think so? No. I'm just nervous. Like I'm. I'm eager to see what we get out of Scherzer. Like, I don't know what my expectations should be for him not having pitched in a month because it is Max Scherzer. But uh, any other Rangers notes? Anything? Evan Carter. I mean, talk about a day that he had last night in that, uh, in what <laughs> basic, basically the game ceiling catch. Um, oh, that's saving that. What? Nothing. I'm looking up. The percentage of teams. Percentage uh, of teams what? That go up 2-0 and what, what's the... Oh, the Fox broadcast had that. I want to say it was like 
it was like 84% or something go on to win the series. Well, the first team was, to win four went 100%. So let's just get there. <laughs> Whoa. No way. <laughs> Advanced Trent analytics. I like it. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, let's let's end it here. The I mean, this Rangers team just continues to impress. Just they grind out these wins. I mean, Nathan Yavaldi, bases loaded, nobody out, doesn't allow a run in that inning. Go strike out, strike out, ground out. Like that's just talk about a guy just I mean, digging deep to getting out of that. I just I can't not be impressed by what he's done and I could go on and on about all these guys. Marcus Simeon, you know, finally was stringing some hits together. Two hits through the first two pitches he saw. Um, just a good win. Leody Tavares, nine-hole hitter, gets a triple after a home run last night off of Verlander. We love to see it. All right. I know Rosie would love to continue to talk about the Rangers, but let's move on with the rest of uh, tonight's programming. Before we get into the takeaways from NFL Week 6, let's talk about uh, just each of our one big headline of the week. It could be from this past week. It could be something of the week ahead. Really anything on your mind doesn't even have to be sports related. Who would like to go first? Well, how about those Rangers, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're doing pretty good. Is that actually, that's, that's your story. I like it. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, turn can go. Uh, hockey gambling is back and I'm rolling again. <laughs> How can people get your hockey picks, Trent? Hmm. Text me. <laughs> Come on, man. Your your phone number is yeah. yeah what's your phone? Yeah, <laughs> oh, <that's> oh. <laughs> I I put I put about a quarter of them into my into uh, our Substack chat. So join our Substack. Just a quarter of them. <laughs> well, I I don't want the lines to move, so I only give them the locks. You know. All right, that's fair. But yeah, join the making the call, uh, making the call Substack. Download the app. Join our little you know um, gambling thread right there on the making the call app, so that you can uh, you can get all the trends. Substack app. Substack app. What did I say? Making the call app. Yep, we yeah, don't have one of those yet. We're working yeah. on it. TBD. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of gambling, let's let's mention how we did on our uh, season long bet contest this week. As Trent gives a nice uh, gives a nice dap on the um, on the YouTube, if you're t- tuning in, Trent was the only one who won his bet this week. I'm on a roll. Don't let Trent get hot. <laughs> he bet Baltimore, Tennessee under 42, and that hit uh, the other four of us barely. But it hit. That's I was all that matters. Sweating. That's all that matters. Uh, the the four of us, uh, excluding Trent. Um, did not hit. I had Jets Eagles over 41. Uh, Austin had 49ers minus nine and a half against Cleveland. I'm sure we're going to talk about that game. Uh, Rosie at Seahawks plus two and a half against Bengals. Thanks, Seahawks. Sure, sure we'll talk about that game. Dude, not even get me started. Um, that was a good pick, and, Rosie. I supported that. Thanks, Trent. And Alex had Atlanta minus two versus Washington. Also a good pick. I supported that too. First home game Desmond Ritter's lost since high school. Won't be his last. Yeah, no. <laughs> also, we'll mention um, we we got a we got a comment in the YouTube chat from oh. a a friend of the podcast, Matt Axelson, said, "How many of you dudes got the Rangers preseason at plus five thousand to win it all?" Hey, um, whoa! I wish was I would have plus five thousand. I'm I'll, sure it was. I'm, I'm pulling up what I got, but I have it. You have a future on the Rangers? Yep. I have them to win. I had them to wow. win the AL West, win the American League, and win the World Series. Oh my gosh. Trent. I didn't know that. Well, I do it. I do it like I put 20 bucks on my team every year. So what a fan. Just so, although my cousin had a great idea. Every year he's going to put money on the Vikings just enough to pay for his trip to the Super Bowl. I like that. So Smart. this year he only the Rangers put like $5 were- on it or something. <laughs> the Rangers were plus five thousand. I don't um, know. If, I don't know if I got five thousand, but I'm I'm trying to find it right now. Yeah, they were the Astros were the favorite at plus six hundred sixty one odds. I got five thousand twenty dollars. Twenty dollars to win 
a thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> <laughs> what does it have a cash out option? No. Okay, that's amazing. That's I amazing. guess I didn't get. I must not have gotten the American League one, just the AL West, because I don't see it on here. Yeah, but I got well, there. The you go, Series. Matt. Trent got it at plus five thousand. So all the more reason to root for our uh, root for our little Rangers there. Um, okay, but yeah. Anyway, so Trent won this week. So things got a lot tighter in the standings. Rosie and Alex are tied for first at three and three. Uh, Austin, Trent, and myself are all tied at two and four. So we are all within a game of each other. What if there's so a, it's gonna, is, there, is there a possibility for a tie? What happens then? Well, so it has to be a tie for last place, right? Yeah, like tie for last place. That's what tie I mean. for last place. Um, yeah. They both got to do the pod. We would each recorder. <laughs> no, I think we would do a tiebreaker for like wild card re- weekend or something. True. Make you make bets for a wild card uh, weekend, and that's how we would decide it. But yeah, okay. yeah, that's the that's how the contest is going. Um, and you can get lots of picks with the making the call. Uh, Friday football newsletter on the making the call Substack. We'll have a link to that in the notes of this episode. So you can subscribe to that for free. You can get Trent's player props. You can get Austin's upset picks in college football. You can get Alex's uh, NFL and college football parlay parlays. Um, I had uh, some NFL power rankings in there this week. Uh, Rosie had his wide receiver rankings uh, and dynasty as updated ones. Uh, he gave you what he had pre-draft a few months ago. And then what he has now. Um, so you can kind of see how certain guys have moved up or down in his ranking. So make sure you subscribe to the Making the Call Substack so you can get all those goodies right in your inbox every single Friday. Um, all right. So that was Trent. That hockey gambling is back. Uh, Alex, do you want to go next? Yeah, I'm sort of taking this segment off for a second and doing a PSA here. I suck at sports betting. I need to get better. This is this week was really bad. They both went one and three, and just overall, we haven't hit one this seat. I just got to be better. It's you. You hit week one, the week one college football one hit. Oh yeah, that's well okay, but that there was a push in there, so it wasn't like a full hit. But a push is not a loss, though. Hey, green is green, man. Green is green. L's out of the way. Got to be better. I'm going to say I'm already three for three on the mm-hmm. hockey ones tonight. So just toot my See? own warrior. See, we need that for the people. But yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. Got to be better. Got to be better. Gambling's hard, man. It people is. don't talk enough about that. <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> just remember, though, you're always one big score away. <laughs> <laughs> your best bet can always be your next bet. You just have to remember that. <laughs> Uh, okay, Rosie. Uh, my takeaway is offenses suck <laughs> in the NFL right now. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's just not fun. I, it's not fun football. I agree. I get really bored on Sundays. It's excruciating. There yeah. were some bad games this week. Yeah. I, a lot of them. And I, I heard a stat today. It was saying that out of the quarterbacks that were starting today, only two so far with a Monday night game to play have finished with more than 22 points in fantasy. Only two. Who were it? Who was it? I don't know. Oh, it was. So it was just week six. Two yeah. Quarterbacks. Just, just for week six. Yeah. Um, who could that have been? I think Goff got it. Okay, Goff. I could see. Um, who else? Tua, maybe he had and Tua. Yep, two sixty-two and, and three touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, that's enough to do it. So, yeah, no, it's tough sledding out there. Um, I just think that we're like past the age of like great NFL. I feel like that was like five years ago. Yeah, a lot of greats have left. Peyton, Tom, mm-hmm. et cetera, Rivers. Breeze. Yep. Big Ben. Tony Big Romo. Ben. List goes on and on. Philip Rivers. Michael He's Vick. Had, yeah. Dang. <laughs> Michael Vick. 
Jeez, dude. Donovan McNabb. Rip. Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> All right. He didn't even play quarterback. Come on. You're right. That's a reach. My bad. Yeah. Come on. Respect the game. Yeah. Um, but so no, it's better after that. Like, I just offenses figure it out. Wake up, guys. Yeah, it's bad. No, it was, uh, it was really bad. Like, I found myself getting bored in a lot of these games. I was like, oh, okay. And yeah, another three and out. Oh, oh, another punt. Oh, oh, an incompletion. Oh, you don't say. Like, I, I'm glad you mentioned it, Rosie, because I thought about putting something like that as mine, but I couldn't figure out how I wanted to word it. But yeah, it's, gosh, it was, yeah, it was bad. Um, that's a good one. All right. Mine is, I will give a shout out to college football because there's a lot of parody this season. And I think that's a lot of fun. Heck yeah. The new AP top 25 poll came out on Sunday. Five different teams got first place votes, which I think is pretty cool. You had Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, and Washington. And we talk about we we just got to talk about how the fact that you know the NFL was was pretty tough sledding this week. College football was not that Oregon Washington game. It was hyped and it delivered from the first drive to the last drive. Like that game ruled. And I've just you know in a season where Baylor has been absolutely pathetic, I've had rip. so much fun. Yeah, rip. I've had so much fun watching college football this season just because it feels like there is not one or two juggernauts that on any given Saturday, there's going to be a big upset or at least there's going to be competitive games. And I just think that's a lot of fun. Well, Georgia's still a juggernaut, but Michigan too. Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, But Georgia has struggled this year. Michigan hasn't, but they haven't really played anyone, but they, I mean, they have suffocated everyone they've played. Dude, I saw um, a stat about Michigan. They have not allowed a first in goal from an opposing team this year. No one's gotten to the <laughs> ten yard line. Wow, that's a yeah, crazy it's absurd. Stat. It's it's absurd. I no, I've it is um, Jim Harbaugh to the NFL. But if you also look at Michigan's, did that? So that included this past week against Indiana. I guess it did. Yeah, they scored from outside the 10 on that okay. first drive. I think they went up 7 nothing, and then did nothing the rest of the game. Yeah, so Michigan, it's all going to come down to in three weeks when they play uh, Penn State on the road. Penn State, and then that's going to be their first Ohio real State, test. Yeah. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State this weekend, maybe. Yeah. So I've just, yeah, just a shout out to college football because it's been a really fun season. I know Alex, you know, was living off the high from last weekend. Or you know, two yeah, weekends ago. We're missing the Sooners. Need some fun football in my life. Seahawks did not <laughs> deliver that. No, they didn't. And we'll get into that. But it was, yeah, just that that Oregon Washington game. Like we knew it was going to be fun. It was kind of like the Red River game. Like we knew it was going to be fun yeah. and it delivered. And we could get just both great. rematches for the uh, championship weekend coming up in December. So hope we get yeah. that. No, definitely. All right, big takeaways from Week Six. We'll just. Go around in a circle until we all run out. Would anyone like to start us off? Okay, I'll start us off. Uh, my first one is this Browns defense. They are just suffocating teams. And I don't think I gave them enough credit in um, in the newsletter this week when I was giving my, my uh, power rankings because I had a quote that I immediately regretted after after watching what the Browns did against the 49ers, where I said, let's see here. Um, oh, no, I guess the quote was actually about the, about the Ravens. I said outside, this was about the Ravens. I said outside the 49ers, I think this team has a chance to be the best defense for the entire season. I know Cleveland has also dominated, but I think Baltimore has a slight personnel advantage. Um is it too soon to take that back? Because holy crap. Like Cleveland is averaging like 200 opposing yards per game through six weeks, which has like never been done before. And like Miles Garrett was like tossing Trent Williams like a rag doll the entire yeah. game. <laughs> They're really good. They've also been playing some bad weather games. Like there was some swirling wind in that one too. And mm-hmm. But I mean, hey, they played in Cleveland. So like it's not going to stop. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, and they were playing the 49ers and they like Cleveland had PJ Walker as their quarterback and they already lost Nick Chubb. (laughs) Yeah, he was pretty bad. So winning that game against what we all consider to be a great 49ers team. Deserve it. You deserve a lot of credit in my book for dismantling that Shanahan offense. Two pretty big cogs in that machine though. Temporarily. We got to mention that. They had him for they had him for you know part of the game. What is the McCaffrey and Debo? Anybody know? Has it ever been reported? I think it's day to day on both. Dang, it's what okay. I saw. Yeah, I think they should be both back. That's they played Monday night. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that the main thing to focus on is Purdy might not be all, like on the Kirk Cousins to Jimmy Garoppolo scale. He's probably more towards the Jimmy Garoppolo side. Like he's better than Jimmy. Can you tell G for me sure. more about this scale? I'm I'm really curious. <laughs> well, like everyone's either like get into it. No, you don't think so? No, no, no. Let's hear. Just it. think. Just, uh, just hit another hockey bet. Four, <laughs> four for five already. Games aren't even halfway over. All right, let's go. Should start tweeting <laughs> them out. Tweet them out. Hmm? No, I mean, you have to get them in the making the call Substack. I'm I sorry, did guys. I, all the ones I did you tonight. To are Twitter too. All the ones that I. Said uh, that I have live tonight are in the making the call substack. There you go. If you're not in it, you're literally losing money. I don't know what to tell you. You can't afford not to. Yeah. And this economy, sheesh. Uh, what were you saying, Rosie? Well, the the Kirk Cousins scale. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are like Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins is probably the best Kirk Cousins quarterback. And Jimmy G is probably the worst Kirk Cousins quarterback. He's handsome, Kirk Cousins. That Whoa, Kirk is a very good-looking man. Well, I'm yeah, gonna have to side with Trent on this one. He's very good-looking, but well, he's not Jimmy G. Kirk Cousins. I would agree, looking. but I don't think you can call him a handsome. <laughs> Jimmy G. Jimmy Just call G. Him a handsome is like man. That's, that's like he's better looking than me, barely. But Jimmy I mean, G. is like is like tender, handsome. Kirk Cousins is like husband material. Amen, brother. He's got the dad bod going on. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, Brock Purdy isn't all that special. So I I think that he's an elite bus driver. That's what he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like Russell Wilson before he started cooking. Like just well, listen like, to but, the game plan and don't turn the ball over, please. Like comparing him to Jimmy G last year, like Jimmy G can drive the bus sometimes, but he's also going to throw the ball to the defense and then also never throw it more than 20 yards down the field. Yep. Brock Purdy will throw the ball down the field for sure, which is nice. He will also throw the ball to the defense like he saw last last game. And if he doesn't have all his weapons, like yeah. 49ers so far have been like one of the healthiest teams in the NFL, which is not like them at all. I, I'm not confident in calling them the best team at this point. I think I know who you are going to call the best team. I'm not confident in calling any team the best team at this point, to be honest. I'm, I'm with you there. I don't, none Put of these teams, like, the way I think of best teams in the league is I look at them and I think, no, my team can't beat them. I think. Well, you're going to get an answer right away next week. I know, right? <laughs> I just, I, there's, there's not really one team that I'm necessarily scared of. Yep. I mean, I thought it was San Francisco, but I mean, if they're hurt, then they're hurt. And well, they're they're not even hurt. It's just like banged up. If Brock Purdy is missing one of his great weapons, then like, yeah, and he's playing against a good defense. Like we haven't seen that all year yet. Like yeah. I think the stat was um, uh, what they the, beat oh. teams that had to combine like four wins or something. Like they haven't beat anyone good. Ooh. I don't want. I, I do. I, I do agree. <laughs> Andrew, sit up a little bit. Let me get that knife on your back. <laughs> the Niner, I no. I just let it slide. Niners haven't been anyone good. It, that's totally fine. Uh, the Cowboys got dismantled. We we covered that last week, and it is what it is. But I, what did I say about the Niners? I said that if their their key play, if their key guys are healthy. They're the best team in the NFL. And well, how many guys is that though? All of them. Um, I think it's 
All their guys are keys. All the starters. I uh, think it's probably it's like six. I think it's seven guys. I think on offense it's Trent Williams. Yep. It's Debo. It's yep. I well it's Ayuk. Ayuk's key. What do you mean? Yeah, you gotta put Ayuk in there. No, I know, but I, so then I think it's actually eight guys. The reason why I paused because I, oh, I okay. wasn't factoring in someone. Um, so I think it's eight guys. I think it's five on offense and it's three on defense. I think it's um, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, McCaffrey, and Trent Williams on offense. And then I think it's Fred Warner, it's Bosa, and it's um, probably Armstead. You can maybe remove Armstead and say seven, but... I think if those guys are healthy, I think they're good. I mean, I think they're they're the best team in the uh, NFL, but it probably will still come down to the quarterback, which is why maybe at this point I still give the slight edge to Kansas City. But that's how I feel. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. The best team in the NFL conversation, I think, is interesting because I think there's a few teams that have a, a, a claim to that, but. If we choose any other team, which like I'm guilty of, I put the 49ers number one in my power rankings last week. Are we just being ignorant and ignoring the uh, the Chiefs? I don't think the Chiefs are that good. I'd still have the 49ers over the Chiefs at the moment. Yeah, the Chiefs haven't looked good. Like they don't have like they need to get Rasheed Rice going because he seems like the only receiver other than Kelsey that has any juice right now. Are I would also try like, to buy him in fantasy if you have the opportunity. Rice? Yeah. Are the Chiefs just like bored though? Are they just like playing with their food in these games? Yeah, that's what I was well, going to mention. It could be like one of those random uh, Tom Brady Patriots teams that doesn't really get going until after the bye or like nine weeks into the season. Like, all right, now it's time to play. It's November. Let's go. Well, they have a good defense, so they don't have to. Yeah, their defense. This is, is this like the best defense Mahomes has had? Because I think Pretty it might easily. be. easily, yeah. Probably top 10, right, in the league, maybe even top five. They've been stifling some people. Yeah. Um, all right, who has another takeaway? I have one. Okay. I had two big regression candidates in the offseason uh, for quarterback, oh, no. and that was Geno Smith and oh, no. Jalen Hurts. No. All right, I'm with you there. Oh, and man. they regress like hell. Because, <laughs> like, Give me I don't think either of them are bad. I think they're both good quarterbacks. But last year they were both playing as top five quarterbacks. And that's just... I saw a stat on Geno oh. that he, like, led... According to PFF, he, like, led the league in turnover-worthy plays in the red zone last year. <laughs> Not a single interception. <laughs> And so, like, I think Gino is... Are you telling me that interceptions can sometimes be fluky? <laughs> is that what you're telling me? I am, Andrew, yeah. <laughs> As a matter of wow. fact. How about that? Well, I, and, like, if you're trying to turn the ball over and it's just not working, I feel like that usually regresses to the mean of turning the ball over more. And Gino's been... Gino hasn't been, like, really bad. I, I don't think he will be really bad. I think he's a good quarterback. But he's not like a top five guy. He he just isn't. And I'm not sure that Hurts is either. Like he hasn't been running as much. He has always struggled with decision making. And I think he's good enough to like have the Eagles be one of the best teams in the NFL. But like putting him on like an MVP, like saying that he's an MVP is just ridiculous to me. I, I don't think that you can call him an MVP. Speaking of MVPs, oh wait, no, go ahead. Is that point oh, finished? Ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's um, why I stopped talking. Justin Fields isn't even the best quarterback on his own team. Stop! Come on, man. Hey, be, man. be serious. I'm Badgett, serious. Like, had like two really bad turnovers. Like, he was hit on both of them, but yes, they were bad. So, I'm telling um, you, I was more scared of Tyson Badgett than I was Justin Fields. That's a lie. You weren't scared of either of them. You guys just had that game in the bag the whole time. Don't even lie. Like, come on, dude. 
Come I'm on. telling you, Tyson Badgen, your next quarterback. Of the I, I, I uh, okay. Tyson Badgen. Well, name. yeah. Bears will have Caleb Williams next year. Like you can put a lock on that one. Caleb I feel pretty confident out. in that, but uh, let's see. Alex, you have a takeaway. Uh, so we're just piggybacking on Rosie's thing. Like that game was terrible to watch. So we had Seahawks, Bengals. Yeah, Seahawks, Bengals. We had seven red zone possessions, like four in the second half. Came away with 10 points. You just cannot do that. Like the defense, first two drives looked bad. Looked like we were going to just get run out of the building. Didn't allow basically anything the rest of the game except for a field goal, which was helped by a Geno Smith interception, which like it comes back to Geno like, Is he good enough to get you to the wild card round of the playoffs? Yeah, probably. Is he good enough to get you past that? Maybe if you get lucky in the wild card round. But after that, he's he's a guy. He's not the guy. Is really what I'm going here with. Like, he's maybe Andy Dalton in his prime. Like, he that's a really good round of the playoffs. But past that, you're just hoping that all the bounces bounce your way. I think if the Seahawks like had a like really good pass rusher. Well, they're getting a little better on that department. Well, they're not bad, but they don't have like an elite guy, like no, a go-to pass rusher guy. not like a Joey Bosa yeah. or someone like that. Mafe seems like he's growing into that role. Yeah, like, and he's he only a second-year guy trending towards 12 sacks this season if he keeps on his trend right now. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So do you want them to like potentially get a quarterback this year? Um, Maybe someone who's already playing college in their state? Absolutely, yeah, Penix. But I think Penix is playing too good. He's gonna, especially during the draft process, he's just gonna keep going up and up and up and up. So I don't think we're gonna be in a position to get Penix. Bo Nix, it is. Oh god, no, I don't like that. <laughs> no, I don't not, like that. Bo Nix is sort of like Drew Locke, a little bit better in college, but I don't think he's gonna be much better in the pros. Like he's just he's a good college quarterback backup at the NFL at best for Bo Nix. But yeah, moving on. All right, my my next takeaway is, and maybe Rosie can help me with this. I just don't know what to think of, about the Bills. I don't know what this team is. I don't know what my expectations should be for them. Rosie, help me. You're kind of like the Bills whisperer on this podcast. Well, I like them. <laughs> I liked them last year for sure. It's just like this year, I don't know what they're doing either. It's not even that it's all up to just Josh Allen being bad and they lose games. He didn't look all that bad against the Giants. It's just there's something about the play calling that just isn't creative. Like they it doesn't feel like they do motion. Gabe Davis doesn't seem like Gabe Davis is a good three, but he's not a very good two. And so it's like if Diggs doesn't get this first down, I don't know what we're doing. So and then, of course, on defense, like they're good. They're not the Jets or the Browns. And so if Josh Allen doesn't have an elite game, and sometimes he doesn't, they are not all that good. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw a stat already the other one? day. What? The Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. Okay, go on. They have high expectations, but they just aren't that good. Good on paper? Yeah, really they're good good, the they're good on paper. They can't put it together. Yeah. Peaked in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, I saw a stat about them that in the last two weeks, in the first three quarters of the game this week and the first three quarters of the game last week in London against Jacksonville, they have seven points in those six quarters. They scored seven points last week in the first three quarters, ended up making it close in the fourth, and they were shut out for through the first three quarters this week against a New York Giants team that should not have been in that game at all. Like it, you can't be, you can't get blanked by that Giants team, a team that's one in five now. They should have lost to the Giants. They should have. That there was a really bad holding call on Waller that should have given them another free play in the end zone 
And then Tyrod Taylor just having a brain fart and running the ball with 10 seconds left on the clock at the end of the half was just ridiculous. Yeah, I just – I don't know how to feel about this team because I want to take them seriously, but I have a hard time doing so because they'll like like blow out the commanders. They had the great statement win against Miami – but since I went against Miami, they have looked like absolute doo-doo. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Who has something else? Lions over the Bucks. I think we have to talk about it. All right. Give us your thoughts, Mr. Lions fan. I think Jared Goff is playing at huh. not an elite level, but... Really good. And I think if Jared Goff keeps playing like this, like just dealing to all of his weapons and not turning the ball over, Lions have to be one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl, I think. Just because the defense has stepped up and it looks like an elite unit against like a Bucks team who's really good. I, I think other than this... The meme about um, Hutchinson running like Waluigi. He does yes. do that. He swings his arms a lot. I can't. I could not unsee it. <laughs> he does do I, that. I saw and that too. Yeah. I think the the one problem with the Lions right now is they don't really have any superstars. It's just a bunch of really really good players. Uh, St. Brown's getting there. Yeah, he's getting there. There's a couple guys. Hutchinson's getting there. Um, Penny Sewell's getting there. Goff is getting there. But I don't think they're there yet. Like. Well, but they beat a really good Bucks team by two touchdowns. They did. I I was pretty high on the Bucks, so I I'm not I'm not gonna discredit that win at all. Same um, old thing with Baker. Just keeps getting his balls batted down. Like opening drive, he had Mike Evans wide in, open <laughs> on the hash mark touchdown. Walk in on like the second play. Just keeps happening to him, man. It sucks. Okay, let's play a game. Guess teams that FanDuel currently has with higher Super Bowl odds than the Detroit Lions. Chiefs. Oh, wait, higher? Like, like they have better Super Bowl odds than the Detroit Lions. Chiefs. Chiefs, yes. Niners. Yes. Eagles. 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 Yes. Cowboys. Yes. Oh, really? What? It's a sneaky one. There's two more. Ooh, shoot. Bills? Yes. Ravens? No. Dolphins? Yes. There are six teams ahead of the Lions in Super Bowl odds. Lions are 13 to 1. Cowboys are 11 to 1. They're next up. I might have to take that right now. (laughs) (laughs) i was actually watching a 15 minute long video on all the uh cursed lions plays like right before the podcast just to like shout out anthony hitchens yeah that that was on there the uh justin forsett longest run in texans history after he was down that's on there and there was a play uh, yesterday where Mike Evans pushes Cam Sutton to the ground to try to get a touchdown and a flag is thrown. And I'm in my head like, this has to be defensive pass interference. The defense didn't do anything wrong, but this has to be because I'm trained as a Lions fan that nothing ever goes right, especially when it comes to the refs. And it was Mike Evans offensive pass interference. Like, the curse is over. The curse is Ooh, over. Careful, careful. Ever since Peyton Manning expelled the curse of Bobby Lane, the Lions are 12 and 4. And if you don't know what that is, just look it up. Yeah, that's a Lions deep cut. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Peyton Manning like went to the uh to Ford Field and like had like 400 shots of whiskey in a bathtub to <laughs> to expel the curse of Bobby Lane. So Look it up for more information. Okay. They're good. Go Jared Goff. 
All right. Uh, I've got one, maybe two more takeaways. Uh, the first one is how about those Jets taking it to the Eagles? And obviously, you know, I planted my flag on on the fade Eagles agenda in the preseason. How's that, that going? You're seven and one. That island property was five and one. It was depreciating in value fast. Uh, going five and zero oh start the season, but I'm not selling. I'm not selling because you only lose money when you sell. So I'm holding on to that property. Diamond hands. That's right. Hold on for dear life, as the kids say. Uh, they lost to the Jets, and well, I'm sure we'll talk about this as we look to Week Seven, but. I feel like some of the discourse around the Eagles has just been the fact that like, yeah, they've been winning, but they really haven't <clears throat> right. Like they haven't looked like they did last year. They've got to get figured out quickly. Cause this was kind of the easy stretch of their schedule where if you go look on like tankathon, they've got the second hardest remaining strength of schedule in the entire NFL behind only the Bengals. And we've talked about, you know, the like gauntlet stretcher they have coming up. They've got the dolphins on Sunday night this next week. And if they lose Sunday night, I, I do think it is kind of worthy of asking some bigger questions about this Eagles team, even if they are just five and two after that Dolphins win, because you look at the remaining schedule and, and you, you'll have a hard time finding some easy wins in there. Yeah, and like Zach Wilson looked pretty good. He's keeping the ship afloat. And then even without Sauce Gardner and... Um, Oh, who's their other corner? Oh, yeah, they were missing someone else. It wasn't Michael Is it Carter. Reed? It was the other one. Yeah. Yeah, Reed, Reed. Yeah. Even, I mean, A.J. Brown went off. He's crazy. But even with that, Jets still won. But I, I think the Eagles just like, they have a really good team. They have a lot of really good pieces like A.J. Brown and Jalen Carter and Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. They'll be at the top of the nfc and probably at the top of the division but are they all that good will they make it to the super bowl again i don't think so i don't think so either i think to be honest it, it feels like we've seen a little bit of regression from jalen hurts from a year ago like he's he's looked a lot more like and i think he's still a good quarterback but he's looked a lot more like early nfl jalen hurts or even like some college jalen hurts to where if that first read is not there, he he seems very eager to get out of the pocket and run. Which, yeah, that's really nice on like a third and long and he converts it and it, and it looks really cool, but that's not a sustainable recipe for, for wins in the NFL. Justin Fields. Fair. But that, uh, yeah. This segment is brought to you by Liquid IV. Try the new sea berry flavor. How is it? It's fantastic. It's my new favorite. Wait, what does it taste like? I don't even know what sea berry so, is. I don't either. To be honest with you. It doesn't taste that much different than acai berry, but it might have a little bit more pineapple. I don't know. That's um, good. I like it. Sea berries are, let's see, has a unique tangy citrus-like taste. People compare it to mango, passion fruit, and apricot. Amazing. There you go. In Russia, it's even known as a Siberian pineapple. Yeah. So there you go. Um, the only other takeaway I had I had was just Panthers fans have to just be down bad right now. Bryce looked okay. They can confirm. To the Bears, correct? Yep. Yes. Yeah. The Bears currently have the top two picks in the NFL draft. <laughs> I, I read something that I might have said this last week, but the Panthers wanted C.J. Stroud, and the owner stepped in and said, no, take Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that clip or whatever. Well, and did you see the clip from Frank Reich talking about the relationship with David Tepper, the owner? He like talked for like two minutes, and he it was a very professional, polite way of saying, yeah, this guy meddles in all of my business, and he's very hands-on in a way he shouldn't be, and I feel like I can't do my job. <laughs> yeah, like he was, he was like... Yeah, there's some owners that, you know, let their coaches do their job, and there's others that don't. And yeah. uh, I have one of the ones that don't. That's just Pretty how much. it is. Pretty much. <laughs> guys. 
Yeah. Uh, anyone else have anything from week six or shall we turn our attention to week seven? Let's get it. Okay. So week seven, before we get to that, we already kind of just got a, uh, you know, impromptu liquid IV, liquid IV ad, but let's take this time to officially tell you about our friends over at liquid IV. You can see we've had a changing of the guards on the bookshelf behind me. I had that sugar-free white peach up there for a little while. Now it's been replaced by the tangerine hydration multiplier immune support liquid IV. And I got to tell you, the tangerine tastes delicious, um, especially now that the weather's cooling off. We're kind of getting into that that cold and flu season where it just feels like there's a lot of crud going around. Everyone's dealing with the sniffles or a cough or whatever. Um, you got to build up that, that immune system. You got to protect yourself. And Liquid IV with their not only hydration multiplier, but also the immune support will help you do just that. On the hydration side, hydrate you twice as fast as water alone, has three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. On the uh, immune side, it's got zinc, it's got vitamin C, it's just got it's just got all the things you want to help your immune system. So you can go try Liquid IV today and get twenty percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MTC at checkout. That's twenty percent off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code MTC at liquidiv.com. All right, let's turn our attention to Week Seven. Uh, we've got two teams, or no, I. Actually, we have six teams on a bye in week seven. We've got yeah, the look Bengals. Yeah, looking at the slate, there's like it's, there's no games. games. There's two yeah. games. Yeah. That's why, you know, we, we kind of try to do different look-ahead segments on this podcast. I really didn't want to do draft your, you know, the games you're most excited for because the draft would be two, two picks and then everyone would just concede. Because um, we've got the Bengals, Cowboys, Titans, Jets, Panthers, and Texans all on a bye. So the, the matchups are, are slim pickings. So instead, what I wanted us to talk about is just things you're most excited for in week seven. It could be a matchup. It could be maybe getting an answer to a question you have about a specific team or a specific, specific player. It could be, you know, you're excited to see a specific player matchup against a defense, anything like that. Um, does anyone have one they want to start off with? I I'm really excited to see Tyreek Hill versus AJ Brown. Like two of the best receivers in the league right now. Um, I, I think that the Eagles Dolphins game could be a shootout. They've both been putting up pretty heavy points except for last week. <laughs> um, and then uh, Jalen Hurts versus Tua Tungavailoa. Two Alabama quarterbacks. Uh, Who was the better one? One OU quarterback. Hold on. Two former Alabama quarterbacks. (laughs) I'm just excited to see that matchup because it's two five and one teams and they're both looking really good at this point. We finally just get a good Sunday. Like I know this game on Sunday night was good, but no one was watching because the Rangers were on. But we finally get an actual good matchup. Like I guess... Also, 49ers, Cowboys on paper, sure, but we know what happened there. So, just get a barn burner, please. Something. Yeah, we were all in the making the call group text last night, you know, texting throughout the Rangers game. And Alex just like popped in with like some take about the Bills game. And Austin was like, dude, this is a baseball chat right now. What are you doing? Like, no one's, no one's watching the Bills take on Tyrod Taylor. Like, Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) A little bit better than Daniel Jones. Mm. Yeah, we're not ready. Y'all aren't ready for that conversation. Don't worry. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> he had him in the game till the end of the game. Daniel Jones, that's that's more on the that. Bills. I mean, they scored nine points. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Daniel Jones hasn't scored much more. <laughs> has yeah, he scored he has. more? Has he? He has. Not Are much we sure? More. The Cardinals. I thought the defense yeah, just got like a couple Cardinals. pick sixes. Uh, oh, you were actually serious. Okay. I'm going to that Cardinals game. Hold on. I mean, I'm sure I should. I know they. I think I'm pretty sure they had a special team score. I think he scored at least a couple touchdowns. He Daniel Jones accounted for 14 of those points. Okay. Okay. He had a 14 yard run, and then he had an 11 yard pass to Isaiah Hodgins. Okay. So it's the score there we go. Last night, 14 to nine. Tyrod coming up the rear. <laughs> Daniel Jones so far this season. Um. Has two touchdowns. 
through the air. Is that good? I mean, he had 12 last year. He's sort of on pace. (laughs) (laughs) No, he had 15 last year. Okay. Yeah, excuse you. And he had seven on the ground. Right now he's got two through the air and one on the ground. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of excited for Giants commanders. Like Sam Howell takes a sack every other play, but – but he's he still dealing. puts up 25 fantasy points a week. He was dealing against Falcons last week. Yeah, he looked really good. Oh, man. Jim Ursay said that Anthony Richardson is probably done for the season. Gosh, that's a Oof. bummer. The whole season? Dang. Colts should go out and trade for Kirk Cousins. They got Gardner Minshew. What do Y'all you need mean? to stop that. Kirk Cousins is not getting traded. Gardner Minshew is about to play himself into a contract. Garner Minshew is only good when he has to come in in the middle of the game. He is not a good starter. Yeah, give him time. I I think I heard Let a stat cook. that he's like he's like two and ten as a starter, and he's like two and zero oh when he comes in in the middle of a game. Fits magic. Yeah, on, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. So okay, Dolphins, Dolphins, Eagles is by far the best game of the slate. So that's a good one, Rosie. Uh, who wants to go next? Something I, you're excited for. Ooh, I am right. ready for Kirk Cousins to put the trade rumors to bed and beat San Francisco on Monday night. Did you did you happen to read my uh, my power rankings last week, Trent? No. Oh, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> awkward. I knew he didn't. That's why I asked. Why would you put? Uh-oh. Uh, so let's see, uh, tier five. I don't believe in your QB. I said 22 Tennessee Titans trade for Kirk cousins right now, please. 23 Washington oh. commanders trade for Kirk cousins. So right now, I read that. I read that. So this is what I did. I read the first, I read until you had, uh, Super Bowl contenders and you had the Dallas Cowboys in it. And then everything else you said was <laughs> invalidated, <crap>. invalidated. <laughs> That's what did you happened. Read what I, did you read what my explanation was? No, I didn't have to. I saw Dallas Cowboys and exited out of the tab. I said, but could, I said, will the Cowboys make a Super Bowl? Most likely not. But could they, if literally everything broke right for them in January, I guess. Yeah, so could the Bears. The Bears won't be playing in January. If everything broke right for them, they could win the Super Bowl. That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. That's a point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I had them at the bottom of the tier, if that helps. Like I the mean, teams I had them above, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Seattle, Chargers, Rams. It's not the fact that you had them above teams. It's the fact that you had them with teams. They have the fifth best odds of the Super Bowl, according to Vegas. That's because they're... Dallas Cowboys. They always have the fifth best. They could be three and fourteen and have the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> See, now that's there's, just not true. They'd be eliminated so many, at that point. There's so many dumb fans out there. Like, oh, this is, this is the year. This is the year. I'm putting money on the Cowboys. Yee yee. Let me kiss my boyfriend. <laughs> Go boys. <laughs> okay. All right, let's just keep it moving from there then. Um, So you don't think the Vikings are going to ever trade Kirk Cousins? I don't. They are more likely to extend him and draft a defensive player. Interesting. All right. Why wouldn't you want to trade Kirk Cousins, though? Like, if a team calls you up and offers a first-round pick, you're not even, like, entertaining the idea. It depends on the first round pick. My my thought, I've, I've told some of my people this. If you can't get Drake May or Caleb Williams, you don't take a quarterback this draft. God, well, tra- Michael Penix, excuse you, me. If you trade Kirk Cousins now, you have a chance. They're already one. They're what, two and four? Have you seen their schedule? Yeah, they play the 49ers next week. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You have, like- to, you have to trade him now. No. You trade him next week. Vikings are making the playoffs. No, they're not, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're not a good team. They look bad against the Bears. It was first week without Justin Jefferson. They didn't know who to throw the ball to. They'll be fine. 
Yeah, what's up with TJ Hawkinson? I feel like he started off strong and has really been a non-factor. Hawk and drop. Yeah, him. So much. He do be doing that. Is he like long hair Mark Andrews? Just like drops a lot of passes. Yeah, he drops everything. Okay. He catch everything from a terrible quarterback, but if any kind of quarterback that puts any kind of gas on his throws, can't catch him. No. Mm. He's got soft hands, is what you're saying. Sure. Can't handle the heat. Yeah. Um. All right. Something I'm excited for is really just I think this is the second best game on the slate, and it's just to watch the Ravens and Lions game because I feel good about both of these teams. I've got high expectations for both of these teams based on how they've played. The Ravens have been known to muck it up from time to time. And the Lions are are young and exciting. They've got a high-powered offense, and they finally got Jamison Williams going. Um, oh, my gosh. I didn't even talk about that. Holy crap. <laughs> if he's good. Jamison Williams. If he's good, I, I think the NFL's in trouble. Watch out, guys. Jared Goff. Come you heard it here first. Rosie is putting the NFL on notice. You, if Jamison Williams is good, the NFL is in trouble. Um, but I think it's going to be a good game. I think both teams, good on offense, good on defense. Uh, talk about having your receivers drop passes. I mean, if Lamar just, if you take away like half of the drops that they had two weeks ago, this team is, you know, five and one. But... It's gonna it's it's gonna be a fun game. It's in is it in Detroit, Rosie? Um, it's in Baltimore. Yeah. In it was Baltimore. in Detroit last time they played. And last time they played, so hopefully this won't happen again, but there was three seconds past the delay of game that didn't get called, and then the longest field goal in NFL history. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited for it. Uh, Alex, something you're excited for week seven. Well, since you phrase it that way, it's going to be a homer pick. But how do you respond, Gino, in the Seahawks? You're going back home. It's been three weeks since you've been home. You played two road games by week. You got the Cardinals, the scrappy little Cardinals. Like, let's put that to bed. Let's just go out there and whoop some butt. Like it's the spread is minus eight. Let's take an alternate line minus 16. Come on, just put it on. Them. <laughs> don't even, don't even make me think about it in the third quarter. Just give me a nice peaceful Sunday afternoon, three o'clock. I could sort of peek at the other games going on. Like, don't make me think about this. Just prove the haters wrong here. I'm, I'm looking up what a minus 16 spread. Oh, what like the I... alternate. Yeah. It'd probably yeah. be like plus four. 400 500 or something alternate lines let's see bovada only goes up to minus 10 and a half hmm. um and that's plus 115 it's only so, plus 115 well because the line itself is my is Eight. minus seven and a half oh so you're okay you're, it's gone down that point moving at three points um goes down to seven i might take that in the uh weekly picks you could take the Cardinals to upset and it would count for two in our weekly bet contest, Trent. Don't need to. I'm on a streak. <laughs> He's only one game back. of. I know. But it it was kind of funny because Trent, you know, he had lost several weeks in a row. And so he said he wanted to take the Miami money line. And we told him he couldn't because you're not allowed to just take a, a money line favorite. Uh, and then the Panthers got out fourteen nothing <laughs> yeah. against the Dolphins, and so I took a screenshot and sent it in the group text, and I said, "See, we we saved you from yourself, Trent." Um, then they got outscored forty-two to seven the rest of the way. So <laughs> it happens. That's how that went. I apologize, Panthers fan. Part of that is on me, but not all of it. Um, all right, anything else from Week Seven, guys? It's it's really not a great slate. Um, I think some other big games. You got Chiefs versus Chargers next week. That should be fun. Uh, oh, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. That Herbert versus one. Mahomes. It's always a pretty good game. Has Herbert ever beaten Patrick Mahomes? I'm, I don't I'm think so. Justin Herbert. Career versus Patrick Mahomes. 
Let's see. I don't think he has either. I saw something that like Mahomes is now. Uh, what is he? Mahomes is now like eleven and zero versus the Broncos in his career. Oh yeah, the Broncos haven't beaten the Chiefs since Peyton Manning. Yeah, which is nuts. Um, sad. Yeah, it's nuts. So I can't find it. That's okay. Um, all right, let's. I guess let's wrap it up there, gentlemen. Do we have a dad joke, Trent? I love your sound effects. Mrs. Goat. Honey, we're going to have a baby. Mr. Goat. You're kidding. All right, that was dumb. All right, next joke. I get it, but I wish I didn't. (laughs) Hey, Dad, can you help me out? Sure. Which way did you come in? (laughs) Now that's a dad joke. (laughs) (laughs) Which friends are the best kind to eat with? Your taste buds. (laughs) All right. Let's see if you get this one. Um, A wife asks her husband, could you please go shopping for me and buy one carton of milk? And if they have avocados, get six. A short time later, the husband comes back with six cartons of milk. The wife asks, why did you buy six cartons of milk? He said they had avocados. No? I've heard yeah. that one. Oh, uh, okay. All right, there you go. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Making the Call. Thank you to everyone who tuned in on the YouTube. Uh, thank you to everyone who's listening to us on podcasts, whether it's on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we'll have links to all of that uh, in, the, uh, in the show notes of this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the Making the Call Substack as well. Subscribe to the Making the Call YouTube. Just join the Making the Call family uh, on all fronts. You can follow us on socials. You can go try Liquid IV. Use code MTC for 20% off. Uh, I hope everyone has a great rest of the week. I hope we get many more Rangers wins in our future as we turn our attention to Wednesday night. And we will see you next time.